0: Last time on Dicefunk, Gov. For the first time in the entire winter so far, it just comes up malefic, like something really fucking bad is, And then all of a sudden, he hears the mob. <laughs> um,
1: I'm just gonna pick up Philippa with my hundred arms, and then walk in.
2: Uh, Cat- Cat would- Cat would say, Mother, stop it. Professor Gigi, no
3: longer Governor Gigi, probably faints, like dead away, into
2: the snow. That sounds right.
0: This is a recreation of where Voya is, Governor Philippa.
2: Voya
1: is up the mountain? Frontal Lobster.
2: (laughs) Frontal Lobster?
1: (laughs) Frontal Lobster!
4: Wait, if you're leaving, who's gonna protect the village? If these two start fighting and they become a problem for each other, I'm more than happy to, you know, throw out two two hold persons and keep the two of them at a distance. I'm not gonna, you know, not gonna pick favorites if, if it comes to it. The,
2: out, the outcome of that is that Cat wants to stay in the town uh, because uh, the town may need the moist watch. And so more of them should- she- she errs on the side of more of the watch staying behind.
4: In that case, off- off up the mountain we go, I guess?
2: Then
3: five good neighbors, also full of slime mold, uh, all just kind of coming out of the trees, ominously. Nobi's, you know, guarding the- the village in their absence. And I think, uh, mold, like, kneels down to Nobi and says, Would you like some help? Keeping the village safe?
2: You have my attention.
3: This is one of the most devious aspects of this murder, is that nobody knows Nobi has anything against Ruth or Vary. There obviously, yeah. a pe- there were witnesses to the, the famous
2: Aze slap, but... <laughs> Notorious, yeah.
3: As far as anyone else is concerned, they're just, the pattern is not visible, which is really interesting.
2: Well, yeah, Neelith too, like, Nobi's reasoning for killing Neelith is so fucked up, literally no one else in town would think of it. Like, the person who takes responsibility for you and says it's no big deal if... Like, yeah, who takes responsibility for you isn't... That's not a a motive and takes a uniquely shitty mind it's a perfect um,
3: cover it's i was thinking if if in these you know last couple of episodes somebody you know accused or you know put forward the idea of nobi it would be so easy to shut down like why would i kill my get out of jail free card it's just right it's absurd to even imagine I it know. which is great
2: with the murder and the, so the subsequent like discussion of it and everything there's been a lot of kind of fan speculation about the idea of us like Acting on player knowledge because we all know what happened, but it's just like if you just follow it through like we just can't like it would it would not work <laughs> uh, Like unless we went to real extremes of it and just on the spot decided to fight Nobi. <laughs> Like
3: <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's just really difficult for you know to imagine in character any of these people coming to the correct conclusion with the information they have now
1: Speaking of shitty cops The hot goss on my block, after witnessing many shootings, was the police had a Zoom meeting with us and told us they weren't going to do anything. And for us to have more outside activities together and to befriend the people around us and to (laughs) immediately report on anything we see. So they want us to basically have a turf war of our own with block parties and then snitch all the time, because that's definitely going to make us safe. They're not going to notice people staring at them.
4: It's almost like cops put members of their communities at risk and will cause members of their community to be injured as a result of their actions mayhaps.
2: I try not to just get too bookish on the podcast, because it is, you know, like, in name at least, a D&D comedy podcast, but if people do want to read The End of Policing by Alex Vital, it really does go thoroughly, chapter by chapter, like, sex work, drugs, schools, gangs, mm. why the police are making all these situations worse and not better. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that said, before we recorded, Sophie, you put season six credits note. In our little chat, and I'm curious <laughs> what's up with that. In the credits in season six,
2: earlier. in the credits in season six, um, one of the patrons was called something like "I want to make Dice Funk officially canon as BreadTube," and then Austin had to explain to Lauren what BreadTube was. And I just wanted to say, like, between you know, I mean, Leon was on it in the first place, but between Leon. Laura, Conrad, and now me, like, I would say Dice is like, inarguably what bread tube. I BreadTube. I, I, um, I
4: think there I think there are there are some bread tube-esque uh things that audiences <laughs> can learn from our fucking <laughs> fart jokes and <laughs> Does pussy sound like, uh, mac and cheese? That's <laughs> about before we recorded. It. It's gonna haunt
3: me for years that we didn't get that on recording, Mari stirring her mac and cheese erotically.
1: I wasn't stirring it my mac and cheese erotically, you don't know. Quantumly, it could be good pussy, or it could be mac and cheese.
2: That's what they call Schrodinger's pussy.
1: Or mac and cheese. <laughs> Am I done with my mac and cheese? You don't know. <laughs>
4: But Mari had something for dinner and it made a sound.
2: Yeah. You know, Mari, on befriending your neighbours, um you know, I wanna get to know all my neighbours and form a community so um that we can um keep the cops out of the neighborhood. <laughs> so maybe you just take take the cops advice, befriend all your neighbours, throw some block parties, have some some community events and and bring the gang the gangs in. Bring him in. Just be like, hey guys, come hang out with us,
0: understand that we all have a common enemy here, the Popo. <laughs> yep. I was gonna say like, but Bill Banner, like, gangs, you're cool. Cops, get the fuck out of here. You're not welcome. You're like, yes, you're the only gang I not did allowed. see you
2: do that drug deal. I'm not gonna tell an officer, have some lemon drizzle cake. <laughs> Would you like to come and watch season five of The Sopranos later? That's a good community.
1: It's hard for me to be mad at the gangs because a lot of them I see are literally kids Mm -hmm. and I'm like, I can't be mad and I can't be mad at the homeless people because they're homeless and they're being taken advantage of because the gangs buy prescriptions from the homeless people and it's like, okay, the solution is support homeless people like. The whole supply chain. The,
4: the solution is universal basic income and meet people's basic needs of living and don't enforce cops on situations that do not need cops, which is most situations.
0: It's 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 always fascinating seeing the realizations come forth in situations like this. I remember it a, not to derail too much further, when my mom, who was definitely raised in a fairly conservative framework, called me out of nowhere. And she's like, you know what? I just realized how lucky my generation was the baby boomers when it came to how much wealth we could accrue and how hard it is for your generation to accrue wealth. I'm like, you know what? You don't have to like propose any solutions, mom. I'm just glad you realized this is a problem systemically. So That's good cool on moment. you.
2: That's a cool moment.
0: <laughs> it was very, it was, yeah.
1: Just to be clear, I don't really know what the solution is. I just look outside my window, and all I see are a bunch of people who are, like, in really shitty situations taking advantage of each other, and I'm, like, not mad about it because it's, like, yeah, who am I to, like, pass judgment on this? And, like, a lot of them really are. They look like kids, and I don't know what to do. So I'm not mad at anybody, but I also don't.
4: Social programs for the kids and the homeless people, and no cops. That's what we do.
1: Yeah.
0: Yep. There you go. Yep. Yeah. There you go. Anyway. Cool.
4: Everyone. Everyone. No one. No one at all is mad that that Nelith isn't here anymore. Everyone's <laughs> handling it very well.
1: Well, I felt really angry that you chose <laughs> a mouthful chum- of mac and, and cheese.
2: Well, wait, Austin. Let's be. Let's be reasonable here. Is it mac and cheese that's in her mouth? We don't know. Yeah. We don't know. Please do
1: okay? nev- never assume again.
0: Listen, it might, a, it might be a mouthful of, um, you know, uh...
1: Ribeye.
0: Yeah, yeah, a mouthful of ribeye. Brisket.
1: <laughs> Arby's.
2: Tacos. Um, oyster. <laughs> um, hey, I get it. Anyway. It's
1: like a sex thing. Um, <laughs> buns.
2: You know, the episode of Rolling with Rainbows I was editing today, we started with like... Tss- like, 10 minutes of discussion about hats and then uh, another 20 minutes of figuring out how walking works in the dreamlands. So I don't think that this is bad pacing at all. I think we're doing great, everyone.
4: I host- I host Podquisition, that's an hour-long show that if I can get people on topic (laughs) within the first 15 minutes I feel happy. (laughs)
1: I do bitterly resent Austin and the rest of (laughs) you when you make choices for your characters or the characters that I don't like. And I'm like, wow, this is like first person being mad at the author, like, <laughs> you know, I'm like taking everything I can't and I just tweet at you verbally. Yeah, I was about to say when
3: we were talking about the re- the reaction to episode twenty eight is like my favorite reaction was Mari's, which was just not log into Discord, just do other things, and honestly, queen shit.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, I didn't even look. I don't. I don't know what everyone's even mad about. I, you can't get me. My eyes are closed. It-
4: it was my response until I got emails, and then I was like, Okay, come on, let's fucking talk.
1: Try and get me. You can't. I'll close my eyes.
3: That sign can't stop me, I can't read. <laughs> so,
1: time to play Dungeons and
3: Dragons.
4: We're climbing a hill.
3: <laughs> it's gonna have been three weeks by the time they hear the thing we're saying right now, so they'll be over it. They'll be like, why are you still talking about this? We, <laughs> we don't I'm care still anymore. <laughs> I'm,
4: I'm, I'm so, listen, I'll
0: be talking so, about this three Basil, weeks from Basil, now anyways.
4: Basil yeah. walks up a hill.
3: Yeah, I've spent uh, the whole week uh, rereading all my Mount Everest research. Uh, besides the COVID years, uh, there hasn't been a year since 1977 that someone didn't die on Everest. It's huh. uh, so mm-hmm. very dangerous. A lot of a lot of fun surprises I have in store for you. But let's open on the team beginning their ascent. What are you talking about? Uh, what is your kind of winter look? What are you carrying? Anything you want to call out specifically? We have the three Beyblades, laden with supplies, but they're burnt and damaged from the uh, time heist. So that's going to be, uh, I would say, like, the crux of this entire ascent is going to be can you keep the Beyblades from being destroyed Mm. and losing your supplies.
1: Can I cast MEND on them?
3: Uh, They are magic. Uh, I believe Mending only works on non-magical items. Yes, I believe that's the case. Yeah, we'll we'll see going forward, but yeah, why don't you walk me through like what's it look like? What are you talking about? There's there's I think a number of conversations that need to happen during this. And that's a great way to represent travel. Yeah. Because like in a film you can show people walking, but on a podcast there's not really much to be gleaned from saying like I walk, <laughs> I climb. So, it's it's really about the about the the conversations you have that convey the passage of time.
2: Philippa's winter winter look is a little bit Kenny from South Park, like she has a big coat. And it's just like, her face is a tiny little disc in the middle of mm-hmm. her hood, pulled really close. She's just so puffy... Um, to keep the cold off.
4: In in a similar vein, I think Basil's uh, I-have-to-go-in-a-very-cold-place outfit is basically a sleeping bag with some, like, holes made into it for the legs <laughs> to go through and the tail to go through, and the-, the And the horn. The, well, the hood- yeah, there's a little <laughs> hole for the horn in the hood, but otherwise the hood's <laughs> yeah. more like a hood.
0: I, I like to think that it's like sleeping bag that Aze modified, so there's like little star patterns all over it and, and oh. constellations on it.
4: Yes! Yes. That. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I like to think that Aze is basically wearing what he would wear when he would guide people up to the New World since going up the mountain it gets cold enough anyway to justify mm-hmm. heavier garments and it's very um, very astrologically mystic infused across the board has different constellations and stuff and as i mentioned before the particular star map he's leading with is a like a quarter staff with a representation of the stars above and below kind of in a crystal orb set at the head of the uh, staff
2: i was going to say like i don't know the, the mood leaving wasn't i mean the mood leaving the town was pretty like um low. (laughs) Like, ozzy has been accused of murder of our dear friend, uh, of three of our dear friends.
4: We've been pre-warned this is gonna be a couple of weeks round trip. I don't know how long awkward silence can last, (laughs) because like maybe we're not talking five minutes out of town, but like two or three hours out of town you're gonna go, so uh, one of us is gonna start talking?
0: I, I had an idea, honestly, that Aze is like a sort of like a mental defense mechanism to keep from like kind of breaking down mentally is sort of like kind of talking lightly, at least to himself, but not too quietly. Um, the script he basically would have when guiding people to the firmament to the world above, because, you know, he acted as a guide. So he would have like anecdotes, stories and information that he would basically confer to travelers as they move on upward I, is, um,
4: is the murder suspect giving us a tour guide speech up the mountain like here's, yes on, oh no on, yeah. on your left you'll find a rock it's quite a nice rock
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like it's like okay what type of tour do you want do you want a tour guide where i talk about the history of the stars do you want me to talk about the history of the world above do you want me to talk about all the places where people died i'll give you the death tour you know <gasps> okay, it's like a celebrity well, tour i don't the think the left-
2: death. <laughs> Then let's to... get into it, like, I think at some point Philippa's like, I'll say I'm sorry, I... You've got to lead us, you have to lead us to this cave, but... I don't know if I can make light tour guide chit-chat with you... under the circumstances.
0: Uh, that's... Uh, that's fair enough, Governor Philippa. I'm, I have to admit, I'm doing this mostly to keep my mind off of the... ...proceedings that I've had to go through recently.
2: We are... We are away from the town, and I would not say this in front of everyone. But... I don't think you did... ...it. However... We have witnessed... ...some of the villagers become... ...possessed... ...over recent weeks, and... The thought has occurred to me more than once. What if you were not in control of your actions?
4: Well, don't, don't, don't! You have to be um, like, like, real, real lonely for that to happen.
2: I heard from Kat that, as I was saying, Cuventa he was really concerned. He was so lonely that he would get possessed by a quarry.
4: Yeah, but I'm here now. And I've I've been around him, and he's... he seemed... happy.
0: I, I have to admit that there has been a worry I've had for a while about that. Mostly because of... Well, how much... Ever since we dealt with the Baku... And I had my... I lived through my nightmare of walking to the cave where I took Voya, and... Just that memory, I have... Through the use of magic, been reliving that nightmare, to some extent for a while, and I, and part of me was doing it as a coping mechanism. But hmm.
2: Aze, what does that mean? Reliving your nightmare.
0: Part of me was compartmentalizing why I can't seem to remember the details of what happened. ...inside the cave once I arrived there with Voya.
2: You have been... ...casting... ...hallucinatory terrain... ...and existing in your nightmare physically?
0: It was more living within it, and... ...at first, it was... ...both cathartic and sad, but I think... ...over time I grew to find it comforting i didn't know i didn't feel nearly as sad it just felt like the place felt comforting for me
2: i think that philippa is giving like an increasingly concerned look to basil like she is not trying to hide that from aze but she's just like looking at basil like are you hearing this and understanding the concerns I've been voicing.
4: <laughs> um, like, Basil's gonna look back and be like, yeah, yeah, but...
0: Eh. As Azze will, will say, Aze will just add to this, just like, I can understand where the concern comes from, but I do not know what the sensations are when one Has a quarry when one is possessed by one You know outside of what we heard from Venta all I can say is that I haven't felt anything Like what Venta had Venta described Being contacted by someone or something Okay, and
2: This is getting into the territory where if you had maybe you would not say Maybe you should just give us the tour up the mountain. Look, there's another rock! Is that one special?
0: Uh, that one, I believe, was... where I... had to sit down and have a long conversation with someone after they, uh... were... worried about what they were going to see, and... Yes, it was about this far up the mountain. Yes, that was probably my third year acting as a guide when that happened. Um... That conversation took way longer than I expected. Our camping time was off quite a bit as a result of that, but... You know, minor details. I apologize for boring you with that one. Though I'm pretty sure the next rock will be way more, uh, interesting to talk about.
2: Aze, I am glad you are my friend.
3: So you reach Aze's sitting and thinking and talking rock, and it's time for the first athletics check of this climb. Because there is a uh, pretty uphill uh, portion of the climb uh, that will see when you start checking your
2: physical fitness. Alright.
4: That is typically how mountains work. There's an uphill (laughs) component.
2: Does my ability to fly do anything to these checks?
3: (laughs) The wild thing is that there are actually downhill parts too, because it's just it's uneven terrain. That sucks. You're like going up a mountain. Oh man, I have to go uphill all this way, and then it's like, oh, there's downhill too. This what? This sucks. There's a- it's
1: athletics.
3: <laughs> athletics.
1: Can I cast a spell to make it easier?
3: Sure, you can do whatever you want.
1: If I roll poorly, I will. <laughs> <laughs> uh- oh God.
0: Oh my God, a two. Uh- <laughs> what? Uh- as uh, it rolled a 17.
4: uh 15 for basil 17
3: 15 19 all pass so the group passes uh so there's this uh steep uh you know hill that you have to climb up here there's going to be many uh there are a number of uh basically sections of this mountain um, this is a real thing about mountain climbing, is that there's like peaks and camps, and mm-hmm. like they've named all these different parts, mm-hmm. and there's different ways to approach it. Uh, it's I can give you all these boring facts, I guess, if you want, or you could just read the same Wikipedia articles I did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not bringing you any new, fresh, undiscovered lore. Um, but with this, you all are making pretty good uh, time. Uh, slime, you're in you're in the back with your two roll. Uh, you didn't describe your outfit. Uh, setting off, are you just in the Hekatonkri's body, basically n- naked? Because it doesn't matter to you?
1: Oh, I put a hot stone in my belly to stop my slime from freezing.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fair enough. So this arc, the structure is basically you all doing this relatively normal D&D activity of going through difficult, dangerous terrain. While in the back of your mind, there's this creeping knowledge that you've left Nobi behind to do whatever he wants in Grendel. And also that mold is up to something as well. Mm-hmm. So it's just like the audience and we know that the villains are up to something while the heroes are trying to solve this mystery. But you, in character, don't know that. Yeah. Uh, and I, this is like a delicious irony. Um. Actually, I'll just be completely transparent. Sophie and I have recorded some of what happens in the village mm-hmm. while this team is gone. So I am smiling impishly right now, <laughs> and I. But I'm not gonna reveal anything. This is just. Just imagine I'm smiling very impishly.
1: Mm-hmm. I,
0: I. That's. I. I imagine you're smiling impishly. Most of the time, Austin. Also, I, I promise that even though I've done the audio clip that I did not listen to any of it So I have no idea what happened as well. So I'm I'm completely uh, Oblivious to that episode. You wouldn't be able to stop <laughs> me even if you knew I I know I wouldn't have that would that's true
4: <laughs> Oh, no quick for no reason in character. Let's go back down the hill and stop something <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah um, But but like um but yeah, like, Azze o- will just regularly just, like, offer up just, like, if there's questions that Philippa or Basil or even Slime have about, like, what to expect in the world above, what to to explain some of the other ins and outs of stuff, or even just to explain stuff about.
2: Thanks. I have never been to the world above. Um, I heard some people believe that the the world itself is magical there are lots of rumors people think that it will be a place where you live forever or become infinitely rich or i've heard this kind of thing chatter that kind of i assume naturally arises uh when there is something exciting and new Uh, i don't think (laughs) that the streets are paved with gold are there streets even
0: there are- there are some trails that have been formed naturally by the travel that has happened up there, but it's still fairly... sparse. Uh, I generally pro- tell travelers who are with me... to try to leave... the lo- leave the locales as undisturbed as possible when we return. So, we try to leave as little as possible when we- when we come back, and we try to... Be as careful with our treatment of the land mostly because we just don't know what there is outside of It's strange. It's fantastic and
1: Well, you wouldn't want to awaken an ancient thought
3: I'm sorry. Did you say ancient thought? (laughs) T-H-O-T? No,
1: just a thought like the mind thought (laughs)
4: How how strange are we talking up there? Are are you? uh, mm. Big question. Are there places up there where there isn't snow? Is is it that level of strange?
0: Well, there... <laughs> usually, well, I'm trying to think here. I'm pretty sure there are some parts where it should be cold enough where there is snow, but usually when we're up there... There's other things that draw attention. The, the sky, obviously, was, is where my attention is spent mostly when I'm up there and... Um... ...where the travelers are instructed to pay attention to, given the speed at which the planets and the stars move. I mean, it's very different than the skies we have down here, where there's barely anything, but up there, it's...
4: So what you're saying is I might be able to find a place up there where my feet aren't cold. Fantastic!
0: (laughs) Oh, that- that should- that should easily be the case, um... I can remark that when I was up there, it was winter and yet it was not nearly as cold beyond the portal as it was on this side of it, so.
2: We're going to New Zealand, right?
0: (laughs) Mm, Indeed.
2: On what you said about, like, uh, leaving things untouched, um, I just remembered when I was uh, a teenager and I was in the Scouts, we went on a hike, and um, up the hill, like, uh, there was, like, naturally, like, uh, when quartz stones, like really huge ones, mm. like uh, like a 10 kilo quartz stone just like naturally forms, and it's just sort of gently worked out of the hill, like through the soil yeah. like a splinter. And so the, the the side of this hill is just like littered with gemstones. And we all thought this was like rad as hell, and our scoutmaster was like, don't take any of them, because if everyone, you know, is nicking stuff all the time, it's going to harm the ecosystem. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'll right, fucker. And like, as soon as he turned his back, I, I picked one up and I put it in my bag. And, um... <laughs> But I did this on the way up the mountain, because I was a shitty dumbass teenager. <laughs> and <laughs> so by the top where the air was thinner, I had like loaded an extra 10 kilos into my back.
1: What? Uh- and I was just <laughs>
2: dying. And I think that's- that's comic retribution. Um, that- that it. Just- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you learn anything from that experience? No, I got a big rock though. It's really nice. I got it it right here, actually. It's right by me. You
4: you should find your big, cool quartz rocks the way the way I did. I moved into a new place when I was like ten, and there was just one in a bush in my garden. (laughs) There's just a huge purple quartz. I say, "Oh fuck yeah!" (laughs) There,
3: there goes Loragin bragging about her bush rocks.
4: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Look, I have so many treasures in my voice you wouldn't know. <laughs> oh. Alright, enough of that. You roll constitution saving throws. <laughs> you,
2: you thieves and bastards, all of you. Fourteen. Ozzy rolls a three. Uh-oh. Mm.
4: Oops. Uh, Fifteen.
1: Eight
3: yeah three and eight so the way this works is this isn't a uh, to try to accomplish something this is to see how you're holding up so far uh Aze and slime uh you failed the constitution's saving throw so you are going to get the first level of exhaustion
4: oops
0: yo
3: rut row
1: how do i add exhaustion to my vibe
0: uh, I mean, that's, five. Yeah, it, it's under conditions on the character sheet on roll 20, if it matters. The big thing here is just that if you're rolling an ability check from this point forward, you have disadvantage on it.
3: So we aren't going to model each and every conversation and thing that happens on the multi-week journey. We're just having the highlight conversations and the important successes and failures. So imagine that probably a couple of days have passed. Ozzy uh, and Slime are very tired and are, are kind of falling back to the back of the pack as you're traveling. Um, it, the storms uh, on here, the, the weather actually isn't as bad as it could be mm-hmm. uh, back in the uh, – Back in the village, uh, Sophie and I have a talk about uh, s- uh, sunblind, uh, snow blindness, and how like, mm. with if it's if the weather is really clear, the sun can refract off the snow and can actually blind you. So it's it's a, it's clear and nice, but it's just a lot of hard, uh, you know, climbing. So Aze and Slime fall at the back of the pack uh, in their exhaustion.
1: All right, I'm going to cast um, Phantom Steed because I finally get to do it. <laughs> And I'm casting it by finding some dead body parts. Can I, uh, so does this cost ca- count as one? Cause we're outside of battle, counts as one?
3: It's a ritual. So it doesn't count. Ca- doesn't
0: take a slot at all. It's, it's thir- uh,
1: I, I pressed cast and it does count as a slot. I just want to make sure I'm not cheating.
0: you you don't need to press cast on it is that's a point you can just you can just say you cast as a ritual it it takes 11 minutes to do so and it doesn't even require any material components you can just manifest the steed out of nothingness yeah
1: but let me let me make it out of body parts (laughs) okay so you know how like austin was bragging earlier about how much he knew about dead bodies on everest and um (laughs) i thought you know slime comes across some body parts who knows from they broke off from other ones and he just does a quick um he they she whatever um quick little puke and all of the body parts kind of like form together like these are people body parts but they go into the form of a horse so imagine just like random body parts held together by slime into the shape of a horse. Unless you guys have something cooler like maybe a giant spider. Um No, fr-
3: Frankenhorse is where we needed to get to. Yeah,
1: Frankenhorse, but none of the body parts are actually anywhere close to being a part of a horse. So we're talking like an orc's hand mm-hmm. for a leg, you know, go ahead Laura. Someone's
2: torso as the head, yeah.
4: Yeah. I I like this Frankenhorse. Uh Basil's going to going to look over is uh, after this Frankenhorse has been summoned together and just go Hey,
0: good looking. <laughs> uh, oh, oh my god! god. I I, 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 want, I just want to read the first sentence of the spell because just love the way it's described. It says, "A large, quasi-real horse-like creature appears on the ground in an <laughs> unoccupied space of your choice within range." Well, <laughs> just like mission accomplished.
4: <laughs> hey, horse-like creature! <laughs> yeah. hey, 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 hey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Has anyone here
3: seen the film The Ritual? Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Like that. Like, like what you're saying right now. Mm-hmm. Okay,
3: good. I'm glad we're on the same wavelength. You
1: have to watch the movie The Ritual to know what this creature looks like, and then you're going to have it 100%. <laughs>
0: um, one thing that Ozzy's going to do at times when he gets a little fatigued is use, like, between, like, the times where the party, like, rest, like, the short rest is, like, use the um starry form sort of thing. The... Uh, the singularity of the scribe on his body to give himself a fly speed of uh, Like a, a ability to hover around to kind of reduce some of the physical burden, but he's still exhausted obviously um, So when that happens like even the robes get like all the constellations gleaming about it And then the eye and scroll pulse a bit as he floats gently along
3: so, Ozzy can definitely,
0: if you're burning a slot on this,
3: you can definitely skip an athletics check. And with uh, the quasi-real Frankenhorse uh, slime, you can get advantage on the next, uh, I guess, all athletics check. Because it's a ritual, so you can kind of do it in perpetuity. Um, but what, what are you two talking about back there? I feel like Philippa's been carrying a lot of the conversational load so far.
1: So, Aze in this new world, will there be creatures with nervous systems?
0: I haven't investigated whether the creatures i've seen up there have the same uh muscular skeleton lymphatic and nervous systems that we have but as far as i can tell yes such creatures do exist in the world beyond
1: so there are complex life forms
0: mm. there are at least uh there are at least animals and Animals, insects, beasts of the sort. In terms of anything beyond that, I can't confirm any of that other than the travelers that I've been with and myself.
1: Is there water there? Yes. Can we breathe the air? Is the air made of acid? Is the sun so powerful that we evaporate?
0: (laughs) (laughs) The air is certainly breathable by us. I, I wouldn't be alive if that was not the case.
1: All my needs are met. No more questions.
0: That will be all. I said good day, sir. (laughs) Oh
4: yeah, so many new things for you to be. The-
0: the- the stars and suns and all that stuff is one of the reasons why Voya decided it was a good idea that whenever she approved someone to go on, to give them their approval form and then have them return with a star chart on it. That way we, by aggregate, can study much more of the sky efficiently that way, but... It's a very uh, hmm, noisy way of analyzing the stars.
1: Is there a reason we're colonizing this new world?
3: Jumping ahead to season nine themes, I see.
1: (laughs)
4: Uh,
0: I I would assume that some simply feel the need to not be where they live originally. I mean, that's why I left where I live to live in Grendel.
1: That's Uh, why I left the forest that burned down, that killed everyone I knew. We're the same.
0: I'm- I still- It took me- It took a few years for me to convince Voya to even allow me to stay in town. The first year or so, she thought I was just a bit... ...too much of a brat, and I would get in the way of her research. And then... I think something convinced her that I was... mm, ...worthy, or at least... ...safe to keep around. Something like that. I never really thought too much about it afterwards.
1: Hmm. Herd-based sentience often need emotional connections. I'm sorry that you weren't given it sufficiently.
0: Hmm. I think it's mostly a matter of that. Where I grew up, you know, no one around me even shared the same interests. So I was staring up at the sky or other matters, and most people just thought I was that. Weird kid that wasn't interested in the same thing as all well, the other hobgoblins and other people in our community.
1: I too am a nightmarish outcast after killing so many people, but I found people who accepted me for me and my need to inhabit dead bodies like sun, moon, stars. I am sh- sure you too will find someone interested in your very boring topics. <laughs>
3: All right. And with that, uh, you see in the distance, there is a Siroc, which is a kind of uh, ice formation. It's like basically a column of ice the size of a house, Uh, and it has a a rope tied around it that's hanging down this sheer wall. And uh, you know from having come this way before uh, that you can climb this and save uh, multiple days, or you can go a long way around it through a valley and up another trail. Uh, So... What do you want to roll here? Athletics or acrobatics? Athletics to walk, acrobatics to climb.
2: I really don't want to tank your whole mountain climbing thing, but once again, I have to ask, does my ability to fly mean anything here?
3: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, (laughs) flying still takes- is still using your body, so you'll still get tired. It's not like, uh, you know, (laughs) birds- birds do not regularly climb Mount Everest without difficulty!
4: Yeah, but they don't have to walk across the difficult terrain, they can at least just fly over over it.
2: Right, that's what I'm trying to say, it's just specifically things like this, like, like just- oh no, I've got to reach for a risky rock and I might fall, you don't have to deal with any of that shit. Right, like, do I have to cl- climb up the rope? No, I could just fly up the rope.
3: <laughs> sure. I mean, the thing is actually like, flying is less energy efficient than walking. Like it takes to lift your entire body weight, essentially. That's not um, true.
1: You should, they could catch an updraft. Have you ever looked at a bird? No, you haven't. Obviously. Yeah,
3: no, you got me. I haven't looked at a bird? Is that what you just said to me? No. <laughs>
1: yeah, you don't know what you're talking about.
3: <laughs> you will probably take less falling damage in the case of, like, a botch, but I'll say, but, I'm,
4: yeah. I'm not gonna ask too many questions about, like, the anatomy of creatures and how they're gonna climb ropes, because Basil, with hooves and no hands, is gonna manage this rope somehow.
1: <laughs> like a goat!
3: I imagine- yeah, fuck, like, what, yeah, one of the great mountain climbing goats. They rule.
1: Yeah, you have hooves, I'm looking at this picture, yeah. you could hoof-goat hoof it, you know? So.
4: Um, my athletics and acrobatics are the same, so it makes very little difference to me. Anyone else got a
1: preference? I'm gonna do acrobatics.
4: I mean, I'd like to do acrobatics, because it's about the same.
0: hmm Well, um, let me double check one last little quick thing here before I, uh, I throw it in here. Yeah, we, oh, yeah, yeah, Azze, when the scribe form is active, he has a flying speed of 20 feet and can hover, which I think will at least aid in climbing the rope, which, like you said, can... Soften the blow if I botch outright. Um. Uh. I guess what I can do if Basil needs help with it at all, um, is I could use um the imbue constellation, um, thing to give like Basil and my uh Basil and aze um, advantage on ac on uh, dexterity, which would in my case nullify disadvantage and give Basil advantage on acrobats. Hell
4: yeah, I'd, I'd love that. Acrobats!
1: Get
0: off! It's- yeah, in this case here, it's- yeah. It's Cat's Grace, so... uh, Also, by the way, doesn't take damage from falling 20 feet or less if it isn't incapacitated, so... That's a little something there, but... That's how Ozzy helps out. He floats himself and gives Basil a little bit of a extra... uh, You get like a cat constellation on your body.
4: Well, uh, with advantage, I got a nine. I got a nine both times.
0: 15. Ozzy rolls an 18 on acrobatics. Two. <laughs> I botched it.
2: Wait, no, no, I didn't. It's just a regular two. Okay.
3: Alright, so 15 and 18, the team passes, but interestingly, uh, Sophie, uh, you and Laura botched, or you and Laura failed, which is the opposite of the last time Slime and, uh, Ozzie failed. So now every, every one of on the team has failed to check. So I, I, will say that the, um, the, the sheer face of ice here, uh, is covered in, I, th- I don't know if they're pronounced pitons or pythons, does anybody know? P-I-T-O-N?
2: I believe it's pythons.
3: Phyton, are like these metal spikes that are stuck in there. A thing I learned is that they're actually uh, looked down upon in modern climbing because they can damage the rocks and people like leave them behind and it's unsightly. And they have been replaced by, I shit you not, devices called nuts and camming devices.
4: Oh! N- nuts and cam!
3: <laughs> n- nuts mm-hmm. and camming. Uh, so... <laughs>
0: Mountain climbing seems cool, is what I'm saying. I
3: mean, uh,
0: so, the, so 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 the, so so we're just working the nut cams here. Got it?
3: Yeah. Uh, so I think, um, you know, Basil, you can get up eventually going from uh, Python to Python with your hooves, but it, it's hard on your ankles. You're not really used to this. Uh, and you, when you get to the top, you also get a level of exhaustion. Uh, and Philippa, you can just fly, as we've discussed uh, here. <laughs> right. Uh, but your your wings are tired. That's It's not any more fancy than that. It just takes a lot of effort to fly vertically at th- that distance. There's a
4: spooky crosswind.
2: Ooh.
1: Oh my god, you get to say it. Say the joke where right? it's like. I just flew in, but boy, are my arms
2: tired. <laughs> I have no idea what joke you're talking about. Uh, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> I just flew here, and boy, are my arms tired. Yeah. <laughs>
2: oh no, are we- are, are you too young to know our old people jokes? <laughs> I'm sorry, I just don't know it.
1: <laughs>
3: oh my god!
2: <laughs> That's great! Okay, incredible. Love it, love it. I, uh I'm dreadfully sorry for being 25, uh, oh, you're my so sincerest young. apologies, uh, am I taking one, uh, exhaustion now? Yep, yeah, also hurry up and get older. Okie dokie. <laughs>
3: <laughs> in rock climbing, a nut, or chalk, is a metal wedge threaded on a wire climbers use for protection for wedging it into a crack in a rock. Nuts come in a variety of sizes and styles. <laughs> That's true. Every knot yeah.
4: is unique. The pause.
3: That fucking pause every in there, Every knot is unique. Uh, camming devices. A Spring-loaded camming devices. Ooh, you got to get that spring loaded. That really gives you the action you need. Is uh, Consists of two, three, or four cams mounted on a common axle. Cams are not as exciting as you think. They're like uh, a simple machine. It's like a piston. It's, or it's like a you know, camshaft. It's like in a car. We all are familiar with camshafts from cars. I know we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this- I'm sorry, I just- I read all this, I have to say it or I'll feel like I wasted my time. <laughs> 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 oh, fuck. what's the next conversation when you get to the top and you're all tired? Uh...
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> um... <laughs> uh, okay, I- I think- I think Basil's gonna, at some point, um, find Aze alone and just be like, Um, Hi dad, how are you, uh, how you holding up?
0: Uh, it's uh, this has been a bit more tiring than usual, Basil. But
4: I mean, usually they don't go up in the in the cold bit, do they? It's like exclusively not when you're meant to go up here.
0: No, the though I will admit, the last time I came up here was during the cold time. So uh, this is a repeat performance of that.
4: Yeah. Well, i have faith in you, I know you can, you You, you know what you're doing, we'll be fine. But uh, I, I just wanted to say, uh, how do I don't to put this. Sorry if I in any way made that stuff back in town any uh, worse when all the stuff was going on. I was, uh, very eager to help and I wasn't really sure what I was doing, but... I trust you, and I was... I'm sorry if my eagerness to run in and help. One is helpful.
0: There was a moment where it felt like everyone in town was against me, and if it weren't for you and Venta and Hale, I probably would have been even worse off than I was, so... So, thank you. Uh,
4: I needed. A- I need to know if someone was in your corner, because it didn't feel like anyone else was for a bit there.
0: Is there anything that I can do, well, for you in return? I mean, I've only been, well, a father for so long, and I just want to make sure that uh, I'm being the best I can for you.
4: Eh... I mean, it's been an eventful uh, start, I will give you that. Um. I mean, look, you're doing a a wonderful job, you've taught me so much about this world already, and I cannot thank you enough for your support and your caring. You've been a real delight. I mean, maybe one little thing you can maybe do for me if that's all right.
0: Mm. (sighs) Hmm. Just go for it.
4: Could you maybe not use the word son? I don't know what word. Maybe not that one.
1: Offspring.
2: Brood. <laughs>
1: hatchling. Kiddo. Brain hatchling.
2: Crotch goblin.
1: <laughs> oh, it came out of your brain though, Wait, right? it doesn't
2: apply on forehead goblin, right? Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, f- uh-huh. like flesh of my brain.
2: <laughs> mm, fruit of my skull.
1: <laughs> Ooh. Well, what did Zeus call, call Athena? Did he have any gross names for her? I bet
2: it was in Greek,
4: whatever it was. Spawnling.
0: <laughs> First of all, I have to well, apologize. I didn't mean to impose on any front there, but at the same time, I see no reason to rush that. I think when you have a feeling for who you are, I'll adjust accordingly, Basil. I
4: appreciate. I appreciate that. It's. Uh... And it's not a problem, you don't need to apologise, I didn't really think about it, it's just one of those we've been, you know, actually had some time to stop and think since leaving town and gone, you know, I just sort of popped out of existence out of Well, I don't know who I am. I, I feel like it helped to have a, a slate to start from, maybe, I don't know.
0: Aze rests like an arm around Basil and then will say, well, speaking as someone who has had perhaps undue expectations laid upon him both where he grew up and possibly even the aftermath of Voya leaving. I don't want to put any undue expectations on you, Basil. You deserve the right to choose what you want to be, what makes you happy, and what you want to do. So...
4: I will still, however, be chanting, lads, with you. I'm not in any way asking for the lads, 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 to stop. That is, uh, good, good energy there.
0: I'm... I'm sure Drip will be happy to hear that once we're back home.
4: There we go. G- gotta, gotta, gotta get the streak and Transing every character. No character assists. Forbidden.
0: <laughs> Forbidden. Nice. Forbidden! <laughs>
3: Uh, so the party's walking. You've been walking, having that conversation. Uh, it's still relatively nice out, but the wind is picking up and the air is getting thinner as you get higher up the mountain. Um, can you actually all, uh, make a perception check for me?
0: Oh, shit, I rolled a natural 20, but then I also rolled a 16, but... Yeah. Seven.
1: It's too cold, my eyeballs have frozen. All five! Oh
2: no! <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you mean all ten? Oh. Wait, how many- Wait.
1: wait, how many? Oh, wait. I have three heads, but... and five eyes, yeah.
4: Austin, are you sure you don't mean with advantage, not disadvantage?
3: <laughs> Do you know it's actually possible to get it be so cold that your teeth explode? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Is that what happens if you go into the vacuum of space?
3: No, c- space actually isn't cold.
1: I... I know that it's
4: I know that it's possible to get so cold that you feel hot and you take off all your clothes like in that one James blunt music video
3: paradoxical undressing it's called yeah
1: <laughs> wait I thought this I thought coldness was the absence of heat and there's no heat in space or are you getting hit with like laser beam sunbeams
3: well space is a vacuum it doesn't have any medium through which heat can travel so
1: well yeah so they so are you staying warm and s- I don't- I'm-
2: Some of the effects of cold happen in space because of the energy being lost to it, but oh, it doesn't- Just
1: one time, I would like to see a realistic thing of what happens to a body when it goes in space, because every single movie it's different. I want to know.
4: <laughs> also, I, I got a five. <laughs> I got a five. Please stop. I'm five. begging you. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't talk about all the bad things that are going to happen to me because I didn't perceive in the snow.
2: <laughs> I got a 7.
3: Five, four, seven, sixteen, the, the group fails. So what happens is you're walking along, um, Azze and Basil are uh, bonding and you begin seeing objects kind of littering this trail you're on. You see what seems to be a, a long piece of wood, uh you see what seems to be uh some kind of large cloth. Um if, if your perception would be better, I'd be describing these things more specifically. But it's like a bunch of detritus essentially. Um in this uh mm. this I, I would call it just like garbage patch, uh goes on for, you know, as far as you can see, uh, not that you have great, uh, up, you know, you can only see so far, because there's, you know, mountain, but, uh, what do you want to do about all this garbage and stuff that you see right
2: now? Walk carefully around it.
4: Yeah, I- I don't want to have a- that one Star Wars where the- the tentacle pulls you down in the trash, that's a bad time, don't want that.
3: (laughs) That would be cool. Yeah.
4: Uh, yeah, if you want to walk around
3: it, and it sounds like you want to do so cautiously, can I get stealth checks? Is what I need.
2: That sounds like we are trying to avoid a thing.
3: Well, Sophie, we're playing Dungeons and Dragons, so.
2: Oh geez. <laughs> oh wait, I got to roll twice. Mm, yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm, right. So. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good. It's not good.
3: Yeah. How How not good would you say if you had to pick a word?
1: Natural twenty. Get wrecked. No even pluses.
0: Uh, no, it's a disadvantage, so it's actually the 18.
1: Oh, okay, still!
0: Yeah, well, so I rolled a 3,
2: and I also rolled a, a 1 there, and see the, how disadvantage works is that I take the, the worst one, so...
4: Uh, one That's second. a botch. I think I have a thing that can help. Can I, can I get advantage on stealth by disguising myself? <laughs> I
2: I just want to say I imagine it as Philip go Philip loudly announcing to the party, "Let's cautiously go around all of this trash." <laughs> and that's her attempt at being stealthy around the track. Uh,
4: I got a, I got a 10 10
3: 18 11 botch. Uh so the party actually sneaks through pretty well. I was looking for 10s the party passes, but Philip botched, so you all begin walking carefully uh, around all this detritus, as Philippa instructed you to, and then you get to the other end, and you see a new trail, and you're like, sick, we made it, let's go! And then you turn around, and you don't see Philippa. Oh
4: fuck! Oh no! Oh no! no. Oh no! <laughs> oh no no no! crazy! No, no. <laughs> <sighs>
3: um, yeah. So Philippa, I will I will tell you what happened to you in a second, I want to see how they respond. <laughs>
0: Ozzy's trying to remember, I Ozzy's trying to remember, shit, what the, what, like, what is that detritus shit all about? Fuck, uh... Uh... I can't, it doesn't, can't be good, but wait, 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 maybe it's slightly good, maybe it's actually, like, it leads into, like, a, a warm, safe spot underground where you can, like, take a nap and remove exhaustion. Yeah, that's what it's gotta be. <laughs> wait...
1: Uh, oh, by the way, I do have a spell where we can do that.
4: That will at some point be useful, probably. That sounds great. Um,
1: finally, we could use these spells. I, does, does Philippa <laughs> have
4: any particularly magical things with them that are, that are very magic?
2: She She carries a, a documentary satchel, which uh, is basically a, a, a magical fax machine that she uses to contact Goodfellas University.
4: Okay, um, Basil's gonna use Eldritch Sight. Uh, which lets me cast Detect Magic for free! That's just a thing I can do that doesn't take a slot. Where that magic? Uh,
3: here's what I'll say is, uh, Detect Magic can penetrate most barriers, but if it's blocked by one foot of stone, one inch of common metal, a thin sheet of lead, or three feet of wood or dirt, you can't see through it. And so when you turn on Detect Magic with your Eldritch Sight, from the, uh, you know, the machine magic that you're infused with, you don't see An outline of any of Philippa's magical gear, even though you should, and so Mm. I guess what I'm trying to say is uh, This seems like I'm telling you go fuck yourself, but using context clues. I think this should
4: actually give you what you want. I mean, it's gonna tell Basil, hey, Philippa's probably in the trash.
2: You hold L2 to activate your Witcher senses. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah it's I want to say about the, the detritus it's not like a dump it's not thick there's not piles of it it's just uh, you know, on nature trails people litter it's just a thing there's just detritus uh, so it's not like thick that's like you can hide in yeah. necessarily
1: okay is this is the spot where people don't dig deep enough for their poof
3: <laughs> uh, do you want to roll to know the answer to your question
1: you know what sure
3: nature I think is what you want
1: Uh, I got an eight. Fourteen. Do we know where the poop is? (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
3: Slime with an eight, you you look around and you're like, where's the poop? (laughs) Which is not helpful,
2: but uh... (laughs) You get to the end of the trail. You look back. Philippa is missing. Basil immediately switches on his witch senses and Slime just says, where's the poop? (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> but we got a 14 from Aze and a 20 from, uh, actually, it's a 21, I guess. The botch is higher than the non-botch, paradoxically. But regardless, you succeed. So what I'll tell you for this nature check is that this detritus uh, has the appearance of litter. But now that you look at it closely, some, some of it seems destroyed rather than discarded. Mm. Uh, the long wooden pole seems like it was the handle of something that snapped. The long piece of like fabric seems like it was torn corn, maybe from a tent uh this is less of littering and more of the aftermath of some kind of battle uh and i will say moreover that you know there are creatures that live on the mountain because the frost giants have to eat
0: right right um so with that um the immediate like how is it is it snowing pretty rough right now or is it just just cold right now
3: it's pretty cold for for winter it's it's like unbelievably cold but it could be so much worse
0: right so i guess the indication is is there like presence of like tracks or other sort of markings other than like things that are par- like parallel to like what we were trailing on or the other thing that Ozzy might be doing is like prodding at some spots with his staff to try to see if there might be like areas that are like loose ground or otherwise that might be there so yeah so i
3: think if you go back and you're like okay something happened here there are creatures there seems to be some kind of signs of some kind of struggle you go back and you start prodding the ground with your quarter staff um and the ground uh splits open and something grabs your quarter staff uh strength contest
0: oh no strength contest strength
3: contest i rolled a 15 uh, wow, even with disadvantage,
0: um, Ozzy didn't do that Pat man, he rolled a 13.
3: Yeah, so, something grabs your quarterstaff in a, bl- a flurry of snow and yanks it underground. Uh, you catch a glimpse of it, uh, I will say, let's cut back to Philippa's perspective,
2: because you saw what it was. Yay. It's... shaped like a friend. It is shaped like a friend. Would you say this bears
3: any resemblance to uh, a centipede who loves feet? <gasps> if you,
2: Oh my god! I would say oh my that, god! I would say that this is, uh, what we're, what we're looking at is a, blue, a big blue boy, and yeah, he's got loads of legs, like he's a centipede, but towards the front he's got kind of, I wouldn't entirely call them wings, they're more like the flaps of a cobra's neck. Um but yeah, I think if um I think if people walk along the ground and um this guy happens to to know they're there, he's gonna pop up and grab their feet because he loves feet. That's his thing.
1: Oh Yeah, there's feet around
0: <laughs> <laughs> Austin,
1: we love
4: you sometimes. <laughs>
0: sometimes <laughs>
4: Jesus <laughs> Christ
3: so you come upon this detritus uh philippa says watch out be careful and everyone sneaks through it but philippa you drew attention to yourself so a remoraz or remorays uh, no one knows how to pronounce anything in D &D because it's all made up words i'm gonna say remorays uh pops up out of the snow grabs your tasty tasty feet and pulls you down in uh three i'm gonna say four feet uh, down into the snow because detect magic goes down three feet and i i've I really thought about it uh i think a hunter would not stash you uh just like arm's length away from the surface where you could run you there needs to be enough dirt on top of you to keep you uh you know. what
2: could i do to get out of that situation though
3: that's a great question. So, I think uh, there's a number of roles you can make and spells you could cast. You are currently buried under four feet of snow. Uh, Azze, the Remoraes, steals your quarterstaff. But yes, as we've discussed, this is a uh, centipede or millipede style, uh, you know, long blue worm, but it has the hood of a cobra uh, and it has uh, a bunch of spikes along its back, red spikes on its blue chitin uh like rows and rows of them it, it is like you know fully porcupined out
1: um are we able to cast at it or is it under the snow so we can't target it
3: uh if you want to start doing that what's us roll initiative is that how you want to handle
1: this uh well we got to get philippa back seems like they're gonna e- eat her
2: 15.
1: At 13 14.
2: All
3: right, Philippa, coincidentally, you're up first, uh, so you get grabbed by your tasty, smelly feet, uh, <laughs> just pungent, <laughs> dirty, de- nasty oh little God. feet, and you are pulled yeah. down into the, the snow, uh, and you, you are just plunged into darkness. Uh, it hurts, but I'm not going to inflict damage on you because it did not like pierce the skin. It's trying to basically pull the rest of the group into a, a, a trap or yeah, an ambush. So what do you do?
2: So, I have, like, I have a pretty, I think, a fun idea for attacking it, but I I, I think I obviously have to be working on getting out first. Um... I don't think I have any spells that actually apply to me getting out of this situation um, directly. So, instead, I'm just gonna scrabble out, just sort of... Just sort of scrabble out of the out of the dirt in the snow, I guess That's all I can really say. It's a boring answer, but it's just that's it
3: Yeah, <laughs> do you want to make a
2: athletics check to, to dig? Okay? Let's dig three <laughs>
3: That's nothing. You flap futilely. It's, it's kind, uh, it. uh, it'd be kind of cute if it wasn't so, uh, dangerous for you to be flapping uselessly under the ground.
2: That's cool. I have too many characters anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so. yeah, Alright. It's, it's, it's less voices to do.
3: Uh, Slime, it's your turn. You see the head of the Remorae sticking out of the ground. It has a very insectile head. You see the red spikes that, you know, start on its neck and go along its body. Uh, and it has the whole hood flipped out at you like a big cobra. What do you do?
1: Alright, so getting Philippa out of the grasp of this footmonker is <laughs> the main, <laughs> the main uh, goal here. So, I cast Cause Fear. And I shoot a little, you know, memory dart. Remember, this is something that makes you realize the truth of death, Uh and they don't like that. And hopefully this hits. And at the same time, my freaking horse does fall apart. All the pieces are still there, but as soon as I cast anything, that horse just, you know?
3: Uh, Because you concentrated on a different spell, yeah.
1: Yeah, so I shoot my fear uh, splooch.
3: All right, I'm gonna roll... 12. That's not gonna pass.
1: Haha! You're afraid!
3: Um, yeah, so I think the hood of the Remoraes, like, shrinks, like, you know, flops down, like, stops being in the, uh, fear-me position, and, like, it assumes a, uh, terrified kind of posture and slinks down back uh, beneath the snow, uh, to read cause fear, um...
1: You awaken to the sense of mortality in one creature you can see within range.
3: A frightened creature has disadvantage on ability checks and attack rolls while the source of its fear is within line of sight. The creature can't willingly move closer to the source of its fear. So it has to run from slime, and it has disadvantage as long as it can see slime. So that's going to be a big deal for this fight. But it does not flee, it is hungry.
4: Um, very quickly, um... Uh, Sophie, you said you had too many characters to voice and that it's okay if one of them died. If you don't mind me killing off the little, uh, sheep-shaped one, that'd be great. If we're, go- <laughs> if we're gonna kill off one of your characters, I want dibs on that fucking sheep. <laughs> um... So, yeah, uh, Basil is gonna try casting... tongues. Okay. In the hopes of communicating with this, um... Foot fetish centipede. Gross. <laughs> um I mean y you, you you did this to us. Um just
2: like all bad things in this season, actually originally, I did this. <laughs>
4: <laughs> um so yeah, Basil casts tongues and attempts to communicate. Um I uh h- hello. Kill, 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 kill,
2: kill, kill, kill <laughs> <laughs> Wait! Really, really, is that... It has an intelligence of four, it's not really like a sapient thing.
4: (laughs) Fuck. That was a real bad use of my turn, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Um, food! Food over there! And points in a random direction. Lots of food!
3: Uh, if you wanna roll animal handling, uh, see if you can do anything about this. I know that because we gave, uh, Kat and Nobi, uh, some measure of sapience for comedy, and that got away from us,
4: uh, we've set this kind of standard, but... I mean... I mean, you- you- you've you've set a standard that casting tongues will allow full-on conversation with animals. This is your- your consequence, Austin. It's, see there it's, actually
3: is a spell for this in D D. it's called awaken and so i guess my head my head canon has always been that in the frost giant village uh you know philippa asked a scald to cast awaken on nobi so that he could communicate his godly intentions to everyone and that you know a cat was created by a mad scientist from a previous season who absolutely could have just cast awaken uh, on cat, so they, they, they both have uh, an enhanced intelligence for that reason.
4: Well, la you have got excuses why it didn't work now. Um... Are
1: you trying to say my cat wouldn't have been intelligent on their own?
4: No, your cat's a genius. My child? You're, you know, okay, you're a, you have a gifted they child. They didn't
1: need that. They were born perfect.
4: Okay, I got a- with a disadvantage, I got ten on animal handling. To shout foods that, lots of food that way. <laughs>
3: um, yeah, so actually, with average, I'll say that the Remoraise doesn't uh, prioritize you because if it's say it understands enough from you basically with the tongue spell that you're saying that everything else but you is better food. So it's not going to try to attack you if that makes you feel any no. better.
4: No! Food far
3: away, good food, m- many food. <laughs> uh, it is now the raise's turn, and it pulls the, the rest of its body up out of the ground. And you see now that this is not a fully grown one. This is like an adolescent one, so it's only like, uh, twelve feet long rather than like thirty. These things can get extremely big. They they their main but source. But it's even of food. more
1: horny for feet then.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: they're
1: it's not as big, but its intensity is stronger.
0: The age check when you're, when you're logging into a chat room is how long is it, how- and it just lies about it every time, just get into the chat rooms oh to talk God. about feet.
1: Yeah, I'm 30 feet. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude's always lying about how
2: long they are, it's really disappointing when you show up on the day. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta measure from- never
3: mind. Uh, the uh. <laughs> and it's an adult is challenge rating 11, so that would be- I mean, this party's at 10, right? Yeah. Yeah, if you run into- I think it, we're a, a
2: 10. I think we're absolutely a 10.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you run into an adult, there's a there's a very good chance that that breaks bad for this party. A, an adolescent, you, when you see it pull its body out, you're like, oh, this could be a lot worse. This could be the size of like an adult dragon because do they, they
1: do they got familiar like bonds at all?
3: Do they have, like, familial
1: f- bonds. Does he have,
3: like, a cousin? Is, is that what you're saying? Does he have,
1: like, a mom <laughs> or dad we should be worried about?
3: I don't know if you can tell that from looking at him. Um, so, real quick, uh, I'm gonna attack uh, Aze. You got it. Oh, these stats are brutal. Why are you so strong, mm-hmm. you little guy? Nice, nice. 22. That will hit. Uh, 18 damage it lunges at you very much like what it looks like a combination of centipede and cobra and just puts its dagger sharp teeth into your arm and starts chewing Uh, it hurts like hell. It's piercing damage and fire damage uh, because as you see its uh, fangs sink into your arm, all the red spikes along its back glow and you feel heat coming off of it. Uh, You understand Mm. this is some kind of adaptation to living in these climates is that it can basically uh, create heat and it's also uh, an offensive tool. I think before Mari (laughs) said something disturbing, I was gonna say that Frost Giants eat the adolescents, that's their main source of food, and the main source of food for adult Remoraes is Frost Giants. So, that's how big they get.
2: Ah, the circle of life. Oh, yes.
0: Yeah. Fantastic.
3: And, Aze, your turn, funnily enough.
0: Yeah, it is my turn, funnily enough. Um... So, yeah, uh... Well, uh, Azze, you know, fishes out one of the other star maps in his satchel since his other one is in the snow right now. Um, And he will use use a bonus action to pop his um, uh, astral singularity, his other one for the short rest. And he will have the form of the manipulator on his body. Um, And I think what he'll do is he'll just try to pull off just two shots on the remorange to sort of try to knock it back away from him uh for these attacks austin these are ranged spell attacks or will these be done at disadvantage because it's adjacent i think that's the case
3: yeah so range is important in this fight because the body heat can actually damage you so you need to either move and take a uh, attack of opportunity or get disadvantage
0: for firing up close I think what Aze will do is attempt to, well, let's see here. Yeah, he's going to attempt to pull back far enough so he's not getting disadvantage on his attack. So throw the opportunity attack out. 10, that's going to miss. That misses. So like pushes back as well as he can, staggers for a moment. Um, The metallic compass-like star map winds up, and he does his first shot um against him and let me just get that roll here it's a boop boop 14 does that hit that does okay so that's the bonus action uh attack which does where's my stupid little table here here we go uh nine radiant damage he'll follow it up with a manipulators mark attack from the star map itself which also rolls a 14 for the attack and does 18 radiant damage, and also sets a- Yeah, so Ozzy does 27 radiant damage to it, and the um, body has like a little starry pattern around it, so the next attack roll made against it is made with advantage.
3: Nice, alright, a couple of real strong uh, hits on this adolescent Remoraes, and we are back to Philippa, who is still buried in snow.
2: If I even want to, like, see it, I have to get out, right?
3: Uh, I mean, you can paint me a picture of you attacking it from below, I guess.
2: <laughs> so, otherwise... My move is just trying to get out again. <laughs> this is great fight.
4: <laughs> we believe in you!
2: What am I doing? Athletics again? Was that what it was before? Okay. Eight. Oh my god, no! <laughs> Someone help her! Uh, Philippa, you are still
3: buried. I mean, you're not taking damage.
4: I'm busy talking to the centipede fetish, the foot fetish centipede. I'm sorry, I can't help.
2: (laughs) Slime?
0: Philippa definitely says,
1: I'm over here! No one has any taming plans right now?
0: I mean, digging Philippa out of the ground is the only other thing that Ozzy was thinking about right now.
1: Okay, okay. I cast, uh, level four Blight.
0: Holy shit. Holy tit. Holy
3: bit. Uh, 11. I can't imagine I survived this sweet, merciful Christ, the spell.
1: Okay, so <laughs> hold on.
3: Uh huh. Oh, I'm holding on.
1: I accidentally pressed the d- fucking. Oh my god. I accidentally pressed the button in um, Roll D20, and then it takes 3,000 years to do it. Mm. Hold on.
0: I saw the damage that. So, yeah, I saw damage there.
1: Should I just do that, or should I just, no, they won't, Austin won't believe me. (laughs) 58.
0: Austin won't believe you. I'll I'll tell you what it is from D&D Beyond once we see the result in here.
1: Ah, fuck. Okay, well, 27.
0: It was 51 in D&D Beyond, Austin. I also saw 51.
3: Yeah, uh, so the, basically the way this fight goes is, uh, Philippa, you get dragged underground. Uh, the Remoraes and Azekar are kind of dueling here while Slime is like, do I tame? Uh, you know, Basil's like, hey, what about food? Uh, do you have cousins? And then Slime just goes, actually, I'm just going to annihilate your whole situation. Uh, <laughs> Mari, uh, pay me a picture of this Blight because it does not have any HP left.
1: Um, so... Slime was deciding, like, alright, is this a creature worth saving? You know, looking back upon all the animal friends we've made, but upon witnessing Basil try to talk to this idiot, I've decided that we're just going to eat it. And so I send out my blight, um, little swarm of little, just like these little very dry little balls, and when it hits the creature, it just sucks out all of, like, the juices of its body. And it just becomes like a big jerky.
3: Okay, you make centipede jerky.
1: Yeah, it's just a big centipede jerky. (gasps) That'll help sustain us up the mountain! Yes! And also, if you guys would like to take a rest, I can throw up a nice little tent for us.
3: Okay, so there's a lot to unpack there. First, I want to say, if you kill something with necrotic damage, I would eat it at your own peril. Second, what is the name of the spell you were referring to so we can read it to the audience, Mari?
1: Tiny Hut. Tiny Hut. And I'm very excited about how I'm gonna do this.
4: I, I want to hear what kind of homes slime has for us to come rest in.
1: Okay, so we still have all the little pieces from my horse. Yeah. Okay. And so slime just does a little bit of like, slime shedding onto it. And then it makes a dome because, Tiny Hut, hold on. A uh, ten-foot radius immobile dome of force springs into existence. So, just imagine like a really like gross bubble, and like the supports are made of like the bones and flesh of um, the pieces of the horse that we had. And then, uh, just letting you all know, you can look out the dome. But you can't look in so that's fun so you can like see everything but no one can see you and also no spells can like get you And it's dry and warm inside and so then like like a hole opens up and the hole then is uh, talks and says enter me And then it opens up bigger so you guys can all come in none of you guys count as large, right? Uh,
0: only when Philippa is startled, I think, that she upgraded large, I think. <laughs> Did we get um, Philippa
4: out of the trash? I was gonna say, uh, during, during all this, Ozzy
0: is helping to dig Philippa out from the ground, um, and offering a hand to help pull her up once he gets, uh, to see her.
2: Thank you. Uh, that was stressful. Mm. Yes. Oh! Slime, you made a, a little hut.
1: The head goes, enter me. I am comfortable and dry. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I'm going to sit outside for a minute first, I think. Uh, Basil's using
4: Mage Hand to pick some of the trash off of Philippa without having to touch the trash.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, now you see the, tr- the trash is literally like the shredded clothing and weapons and items of Frost Giants who died here.
4: And Basil ain't getting it on him.
2: Yeah, classic.
0: Ozzy. Oh, so- also rec- also recovers his staff, just because, you know, eh, he's got to have that walking staff there. Um, and uh, uh, aid Basil in cleaning up uh, Philippa as well as possible.
3: Also, I should say, I've, I've read Tiny Hut over and over, and it does not cure your exhaustion.
1: Okay, well, you know what? It's fun, and it's nice, and it's dry. So <laughs> we're all wet and cold. Get in here.
4: Does having a short rest cure our exhaustion? Because we could have a short rest in the heart.
3: You you can absolutely short rest. You do not cure your exhaustion. It's just cl- climbing a mountain be like that. <laughs>
4: hmm.
3: Uh, um, <clears throat> Philippa, you're sit you're staying outside.
2: Oh, just for a minute, first to like e- experience being outside because she was just underground and <laughs> you know, and then she'll go in, I guess. In the background, <laughs> enter me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Come on! It's so warm and pleasant inside of me. You won't regret it. I I swear.
4: <laughs> I want you inside me.
0: Does the does the uh, does the tiny hat also have a foot fetish? I I just need to confirm. Is that? Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one that uh, went into unnecessary detail talking about people's feet when Philip <laughs> when, when uh, was being dragged under, so, I mean...
3: Yeah, so I guess, I assume you're, you're all short-rest to get your HP back, uh, and mm-hmm. so forth. Uh, what do you uh, all talk about as you may camp here and maybe take a tentative bite of jerky? <laughs>
4: I mean, I, if no one else is gonna eat more of the jerky, I am, uh, literally immune to getting poisoned, so, um, I'm pretty sure I can just munch down on it. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit, yeah, Basil. I saw that
2: thing rot to death in front of us.
4: You will have my share of the not necrotic food if you want. <laughs>
0: uh, Aze, Aze will shift, um, his, uh, sh- uh, starry form to be that of the cycle, and he, uh, will cast, a. First of all, dignifying himself to give himself some healing, which is going to do a little bit of work on that. Yeah, 10 plus whatever the extra. Um, I don't think anyone else needs healing in this group. I think Ozzy the only one that took like damage in that fight.
2: So Ozzy, is today a benefic or malefic day?
0: Uh, well, it's funny you mentioned that. Uh, when I was reading my charts in the... ...morning, before the crowd formed outside the house, uh, it, it came up malefic, so...
2: How do how do the stars know?
0: Well, it's interesting how the stars work. Uh, I can tell you a little something that Voya used to believe in, but never really said much in her writings. Mostly because she couldn't confirm it at the time. So, one of the ways that Benefic and Malefic comes into play is with relationships, and when you read relationships, it's always between at least two stars. And so she surmised that every individual is a star unto themselves. Hmm. And much like how individual stars carry some amount of power, they're more powerful because of their relationships and connections with each other.
2: So it has turned malefic because of the relationships.
0: Hmm. It would seem so. That would that would be one reading of it for certain.
2: Um, Philippa picks a, a picks at a bit of jerky but doesn't eat it because again she just saw the thing rot to death in front of her, and she's just like, um, I uh. Would really love... to be eating something at the Wind & Dine Flair now. Got a- got a pun, Laura?
4: <laughs> uh,
2: let- give me a second, I'll pull up the list of unused,
4: uh, <laughs> bottom-of-the-barrel-but-we're-scraping-a-bit-brain-puns. Mm. <laughs> hmm. Sorry, haven't had the list open for a couple of weeks for some reason.
0: Wow. Um, I-, I, I like to th- I like to think that there's, like, um like ginger snaps they the called synapse snaps would be uh, one of those
4: that's better than anything i was going to give you i was I, I
2: had a couple i was trying to work on but that that's good
0: Gin- <laughs> ginger synapses are pretty nice yeah
2: i i i wish i was having a ginger synapse
0: hmm. yeah <sighs>
3: Is this the part where someone says, Hey, isn't the last thing you said to Neela that,
2: uh, she's a disgusting alien? Jesus, let me get there! <laughs> fucking... Fucking... It's the, it's the thing I'm trying to say oh, right God. now, Yorski, you fuck! <laughs>
4: Jesus! <laughs> Sometimes you gotta build to an admission of guilt, okay? Yes, literally!
2: <laughs> and Phil- Fi- and Philippa goes, Now that the moment is ruined... <laughs> <laughs> Phil Philip goes, um I I've been thinking about the last thing that I said to Nilith because I was trying to figure out what it was. And the last thing I the last conversation we had I upset her.
1: There's an entire context to your relationship. You don't need to define it by its final moment.
2: I saw Vary as well. And. Noby said that. He should go and check in on. Nelith and Ruth. And if. Vary wanted to do. Had, had business to do. And if I had told him. Go and do this first. This is the most important thing. I just miss our friends. I don't know.
0: It's always hard to come to terms with someone being gone and thinking that there's something that we should have done differently that would have fixed it or made it better or made it last longer but unfortunately for us time just continues to move forward and all we can do is to try to make things as best as we can moving forward.
2: I don't even know the last conversation I had with Ruth. It was probably about kitsune things.
0: I have to admit, I have a hard time recalling my last conversations with Vary, or Nelith, or Ruth for that matter. Perhaps what happened in the ensuing Chaos has made it hard to think on that. I still think about the last conversation I had with Voya, but that's a different matter, obviously.
2: But, Slime, you're right. Uh, There is no point in dwelling on these things, and, Aze, you're right, too. Uh, Time just moves forward.
4: I'm incredibly Thankful that you all got to know and got to spend time with these wonderful people, and you can't change how it ended You can't change the wood have could but You got to get to know some lovely wonderful people and I'm glad that you were in each other's lives. It sounds like you really made positive impacts on each other, or that they made positive impacts on you at least, and I'm glad you got to know them.
2: Thank you, Basil. That is what I should be remembering, is that I am grateful that I got to know them as well.
0: We may not be able to control how things panned out, but we can control how we remember them, and how we keep them in our memories.
2: Okay, Yorski, you fucking happy now? (laughs) I said it.
3: <laughs> Please no yell at me. I'm fragile. I'm I was a little just listening. Baby. I was
2: in my catch-up, I was just listening to the episode where you said that you don't do- You didn't do the baby voice because it made Chris too horny. <laughs> oh, no.
4: what?
1: baby <laughs> voice only <totally> like. <laughs> Alright, this needs to be deleted. We don't want this information to be-
0: Aze <laughs> uh, 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 will, like, spend some time doing a little conjuring and, like, project, <laughs> um, stars in the inner curve of the- of the dome. And just sort of look at it as the different constellations sort of form, connect, and little stars gleam in and out, and lines form between them, showing, like, a variety of constellations, as he thinks on some matters.
4: Um, Basil is going to sort of um, curl up on the floor next to Arze and look up as well.
2: Is there room inside this small hut to have a private conversation with Slime, or, it like...
1: We'll make a membrane room. Just a little bit of membrane, segmented it up. It'll be fine. Beautiful. Or talk to the wall, you know.
2: <laughs> um Philippa Yeah, maybe yeah, maybe when the others are sleeping, whatever. Um Philippa says to Slime, Hey Slime, um
1: Can I talk to you about a couple of things? You can talk to me about infinite things.
2: I'm not exactly looking to have a heart-to-heart, because only one of us has one, but...
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, I suppose I will start with the factual, because that is easier. I- I'm i curious... When... When you confronted Venta the first time and fought his quarry, what? What was Aze's reaction like after?
1: Aze demonstrated irrational amounts of rage and made a threat against Nobi's autonomy.
2: Oh, it was actually Philip who <laughs> made a oh, threat fuck. against- Oh, <laughs> Shit, alright, alright.
1: Mm. Aze was filled with rage and may or may not have done some things that were out of line, or maybe they were worth it. I'm very bad at understanding what a- is and is not okay, but it seems as if nobody was very, very upset.
2: Well, usually people are upset when you hit them, yes?
1: Um, it depends. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Mari?
3: <laughs> you know you want to say it.
1: I already said it.
3: Okay. S- s- somewhere, Sun Stars looks out the window and sighs wistfully.
2: <laughs> Philippa gives a like a a sage nod. She's like, "Yeah, um, yeah." I guess she says, um, "But you said Aze became irrationally was very angry."
1: Yes. His anger was at a level I'd never seen before. It was almost What one would call alpha not quite <laughs> <laughs>
0: Jesus Christ. Oh my God. Okay, good gosh
2: the other thing I wanted to talk to you about was We are all upset about our friends but When you picked me up and would not put me down, that was really, um, crossing a line and was really upsetting. Uh, on top of having to deal with seeing the dead bodies of my friends. And, um, I don't know how to have this conversation with you because I don't think it is either of our fortes, frankly.
1: I understand that you're telling me that something upset you so therefore I believe you and it was an emotion I had not felt before and i had never calculated how to predict how to act with that and it was on pure impulse and now I understand that when I live in a community of single-minded people who are not intertwined that I should not take over their bodies even if it's not their brain (laughs)
2: Thank you, uh, I... You know, that does make me feel better, thank you.
1: And I am sorry for breaking this social rule. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, it's not one that comes up often, but it is considered impolite to hold your friend up in the air and not let them go. Yes. Mm. Thank you, thank you, Slime, that's... I I know I can rely on you to have an um, a relatively impartial view of things. Even I know you have feelings. I know that you are you care and but your your perspective is unique and I appreciate
1: that. After the death of Neela, I've learned to appreciate the time I have with people. Um I would like to say I think you're fine
0: you're adequate
1: (laughs) you are not evil
2: oh thank you slime i think you are also not evil
1: well okay
2: (laughs) 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 well i mean i have i have observed mold and um the contrast is is stark
1: yes maybe abandoning my offspring in the woods is not the best way to go but also, they deserve to have their own freedom, so should I control their brain completely or let them be completely free to cause havoc on the world? It's a dilemma for all parents.
2: Yes, this is something I've struggled with with Nobi. He has a temper and jumps to things <laughs> very quickly. But, you know, boys will be boys, right?
1: Mm. Gender-based excuses. I have 720 sexes, so it's hard for me to understand that concept.
2: You're right. Gender is a bad excuse for our behavior.
1: Or is it? I don't know. Enter me! <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we
2: are! Shut up! <laughs>
1: we are in! I'm so full.
2: You're right, maybe I just want to see the best side of his behavior, because, you know, he is my child.
1: Yes, your child sometimes behaves in ways that are not helpful, but who among us has not spread our seed and created monsters?
2: (laughs) (laughs) But But among us in this conversation right now... Nobody. (laughs) Well... But, you know, I think I can... see a more rational side to Aze's anger when I take an external perspective. And I don't... I don't just see Nobi as my son.
1: I believe it is normal to excuse any and all actions of your offspring, no matter what it is. And expected. (laughs)
2: Any and all?
1: Yes. Murder. Pillaging. Torture. <laughs> <laughs> it, re-
3: it hadn't really occurred to me that this is the two mothers of the villains having a conversation <laughs> about how their
0: their children are like, messed up, but they still forgive them and love them. Uh, poor sense of fashion, that's- that's- for some that's inexcusable, but for me, you know, it's just them making a choice.
1: I suppose the unconditional love is supposed to help bring a path to redemption, but even so, sometimes it doesn't always work. Which is why I have the backup plan of setting mold on fire. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I don't know if I have a backup plan for Nobi. If, if uh you know he set himself on fire. he. Hmm. <laughs> I don't really know what his deal is. I think maybe I should spend some more time with him when I get back. Maybe you should spend more time with
4: your child who thinks they're God. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he doesn't anymore. She had that conversation. Yeah, that
4: it's one funny. conversation, you're not God, that's fixed. Never gonna be a problem again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All I know is that if I have to kill Mold, I will be sad.
2: And <laughs> <I'm> f- <laughs> Philippa says, yes, I can imagine in that position that would be, yes, that would be hard.
1: I've exhausted many of my options. I have very few left. I do, I did do drugs with them. Didn't work.
2: Do you think I should do drugs with Nobi?
1: I think you should, yes. Okay. (laughs) There's a little bit of drugs left.
2: Okay, I I could give that a go.
1: They might experience an ego death, and I feel that...
2: I think that could be good for him. He has a lot of it, and maybe too much.
1: Mm. Yeah, maybe kill a little of his brain cells, too. (laughs) He's too smart.
2: It didn't work for me, it
3: probably won't work for most people, maybe it'll work for you.
1: (laughs) Solution
4: found to the season, give Nobi an an ego death, and he'll be very sorry, maybe.
2: (laughs) Just give Nobi about three grams of shrooms and make him watch the whole season of Evangelion and it'll all <laughs> t- turn out fine. Aw, oh,
0: sweet. That's a plan, alright.
1: If you want an impartial dream guide, you know, I control-, control people's brains in the dreamscape. Just, I'm putting that out there. <laughs> One mother to another.
2: Thank you, Slime.
0: I picture that in the partition where uh, Basil and Ozzy are, they've, like, curled up against each other and fallen asleep while, like, the star patterns just keep going on in the- on the ceiling, like a little, like, light show.
2: Like one of those projectors that people always get sponsored to promote after they have a hit tweet? Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's LED LED, uh, constellations, you know? Just like... Mm -hmm. mm -hmm.
1: Did you give birth to Nobi? Or did you (laughs) find Nobi?
2: I found Nobi when I was on my way to stay with the Frost Giants. Uh, He was alone, and he had lost his flock, and he was scared, and I brought him with me to keep him company, but when I arrived I realized he was one of the flock that the Frost Giants keep for food, so I told them that he was special so that they wouldn't eat him.
1: Do you think being raised to become food might have skewed their ability to make connections with others?
2: I suppose he has not had friends.
3: Have you ever looked into the psychology of slaughterhouses and like how they basically try to mm-hmm. keep animal animals from figuring out what's going on? They have all these like mm-hmm. tricks about yeah. like the order they walk in and yeah. like the corridor length and how many turns they take. They have it it's really wild. People have been perfecting this for thousands of years. Sorry for the tangent. It just reminded me.
1: Is this- is- wait, side note, is that, uh, more or less ethical?
2: It's- it's- it's utilitarian, then. They're trying to cause them less distress to kill them faster, it's not.
4: It's- it's- it's not that they're trying to cause them less stress because that's the moral thing to do, it's they're trying to cause them less stress because stressed animals create tougher meat. Like, that's the big reason, is They're the, trying the to meat. cause them
2: less stress because a, a st- Yeah, and also, like, a- a- a stampede of sheep could maybe uh, cause serious problem for the- (laughs)
1: Overtake the humans?
2: Uh, which is a lesson about... liberals. And when they try to offer you things. Anyway, um... Pink Floyd warned us (laughs) about this. (laughs) Basil, who tried to make
4: friends with Nobi, and accidentally said that he was making friends with Nobi, and Nobi wasn't at therapy, sleeps quietly in the corner, thinking nothing of it.
1: Slime stares at Philippa and considers the complexity of motherhood.
4: All right,
3: <laughs> for yeah, the scene ends with this uh, this long shot zooming in on Slime's unblinking face as her five eyes <laughs> stare at <laughs> Philippa, and we're just left with all of this talk about nobi and mold that rings in our ears as we uh, <laughs> try to imagine what horrors they're up to back in the village. Yay! And then we smash cut into the bright light of day the next morning
1: do these mothers have to kill their children so
3: the party is walking through the snow trudging along the wind is picking up now the higher you get the thinner the air gets and the uh just the 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 wind is just going to be fiercer from here on out can i get uh constitution saving throws from everybody you got it everyone should be at full health and have uh one level of exhaustion still yep Uh... 17. Uh, you shouldn't have disadvantage on this, I don't think.
2: Yeah, oh.
4: that's a saving throw rather Well, the 17
2: there. was still the first roll, so I, I'll take it. Nine.
4: Oh god!
0: Uh, nine. Fourteen. Ozzy ah, botched. Rolled a zero.
4: Not, not only a botch, a <laughs> botch minus one, a, a true
2: zero yeah. of a botch. The true special botch.
4: Yeah. Uh, So the
3: party with fourteen and seventeen passes, but Aze, you get your second level of exhaustion.
0: Excellent.
4: It's fine. Aze can can
2: ride on basil.
0: Exhaustion level six is
2: death. Yep. (laughs) Reading ahead, are we? Yeah.
4: Fuck.
3: Yep, yeah. Uh, yeah, sure is. Uh, so the party uh, comes to their next obstacle, which is the path ahead. The best path to take seems to be uh, jam-packed with snow. Like 20 feet straight up of snow has settled onto the path ahead of you, uh, basically between two uh, ice walls. What do you do?
2: Philippa has taken a bunch of fire spells. If you remember, that's what she did after mold became a threat. So... Would it work if I evoked a fiery blade in my free hand, and then I slashed at the snow melting it as we progress? That sounds sick. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad now well, you I'll took do fire that.
4: spells and not all of those famous alcohol spells that D&D has. <laughs> uh,
0: okay. yeah, and f-
3: in fact, in the next episode we already recorded, uh, we, we discussed the alcohol situation, and I just want to let it be known that Philippa does have uh, Nielith's one alcohol that you brewed with Potter in the yeah. downtime,
2: so... She has alcohol, it's true. Yeah. Next um, episode
3: you will ask me it, where it is, and I will tell you, as if we hadn't had this conversation, <laughs> so the audience uh, is going to be confused.
2: Um, yeah, I, I do that.
4: There it is. Oh. Flame Blade. I'm so ha- I'm so ready for Nilith's alcohol to save the day. Uh... <laughs> gonna get that good save.
3: No 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 rolls necessary. You spend the slot, do you want to describe anything in particular, melting the snow that's packed onto the path ahead?
2: Um, I guess the concern would just be the running water of, of it being a significant amount of snow. So I think that Philippa would kind of um you know, when necessary maybe fly a little bit to to like not get uh sl- you know, sl- slip and slide on on all the melting snow. Um and yeah, she would just sort of Wave it around, melting the snow slowly until it's all clear. And then, once she reaches the top, she'd go, "I did it! It's dry now. You can come up." <laughs> oh, this is a, Philippa. You haven't had a
3: cool fire sword moment yet. I'm so happy
2: for you. <laughs> <laughs> my my last fight as hmm, my <laughs> my. Uh, fight as cat. My last fight as cat. Uh, I I spent the whole time trying to run across to the the battle, and then my last fight as Philip, where I was just underground the whole time. <laughs> and my last fight as Noby, I don't feel good about. Let's not talk about it. And yeah. um, <laughs> so I just haven't
0: had a lot of great action, is what I'm saying. <laughs> um, I, we don't need to do anything more to kind of clear the the obstacle. Correct. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So Azay is just, you know. Clutching onto uh, Basil as well as he can to help him move as well as possible, as he nods over to Philippa with a with a with a weak smile as they move along. Uh, as it's definitely clear that this sort of trek is particularly uh, arduous for him. Mm.
2: She lets go of the the fiery blade and it vanishes into thin air. Ooh, is that a uh, concentration do you get to keep that or so it is it is concentration but the way it, the, as written if you let go of the blade it disappears but you can evoke the blade again as a bonus action
3: all right so you are uh, at the top of this path that you have cleared with your fire blade up ahead you see another sheer wall with the pythons and the ropes uh there's these ropes going all the way up to the top of this Next, Cliff. Uh, it is very high. I would say this is significantly higher than the last one.
4: Well, we got a roll to climb.
3: Acrobatics.
4: I can be an acrobat.
0: Um. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Uh, Ozzy, Ozzy was going to cast a spell to help, but it won't fix Philippa's thing there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was going to ca-
4: he was going to cast, uh... Oh no! Oh <laughs> that became, that became a no! Uh, no! Oh, 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 fuck. oh no! That ten botched. Oh no! Oh, oh no. fuck!
0: All right, I guess I, I guess I won't cast that spell at this point because this is too tasty here.
4: Oh. Austin, stop putting us on Mount Everest. Is bad. Uh, uh,
0: Ozzy rolled a twelve.
4: No. Oh, good for Ozzy. <laughs> uh,
3: so let's go over all those rolls again. Say it for the audience, folks. I botched. I botched
0: aze uh, rolled a 12.
3: all right so the party grabs onto these ropes and once again basil you're climbing from python to python like a goat with your hooves jumping from uh you know ledge to ledge to, uh it's hard on your ankles uh, uh Philippa flaps up you know grabbing on ropes to rest before flapping up aze and slime are just climbing on the ropes um and you you're moving from these uh <sighs> From these nuts and these cams, as we've discussed, <laughs> it's nuts and cams all the way oh, no, up. No,
4: I've been betrayed by the nuts. The nut has betrayed. You've
3: been betrayed by... <laughs> yeah, so both Basil and Philip botch. So, how this goes is, uh, while your whole party is like halfway up this sheer surface, when, Philippa, you stop flapping to grab onto a rope to rest, and the rope just begins pulling on whatever it's attached to. It is not attached to the Siroc, like the uh, the ice <laughs> pillar. Uh, whatever it's attached to starts moving. Uh, and in fact, it is a cart, and the cart rolls over the edge. And uh, you have just enough time to like kind of flap up out of the way as the cart falls by you to and to see what's in the cart, which is a... A sack full of fireball scrolls.
2: What?
3: Someone uh, brought a bunch of scrolls to cast fireball to melt snow that was in their way, and to you know to oh. to be able to keep their party warm. And then they were probably eaten by a remorays up somewhere on the mountain. And their cart was left behind, and one of the the ropes got caught in its wheels, and you just drag it off the edge of the cliff. It hits the ground and. Oh. Choo- 20 fireball spells, activate at the same time and blow the mm. cliff face all apart and trigger an avalanche.
4: Double botch will fucking do that to you.
1: Red tied round their throats to keep their little heads from falling in the snow. And I turn round
3: and there you go, and Michael, you would fall and turn the white snow red as strawberry.